porn. <laughs> and then you hit it and she's like, oh, uh, shit. <laughs> yeah. Oh, damn it. Uh, well, welcome everybody to the fourth official Lot Justice podcast. I am Sudsy. This is Marianne. <laughs> I was not ready. I wasn't ready. <laughs> Clearly, we've been rehearsing all week. <laughs> um, and yeah, thanks for joining us. I don't know why you keep coming back, but you do. So we're happy to have you. We have a lot to talk about tonight. We have so much to talk about that we're actually going to split this episode into two episodes. Isn't that right, Marianne? Yeah, it's going to be wild. Yeah, yeah. We have a serious, serious agenda here tonight. You know, fall tour. We got to talk about that. Yeah. Um, the topic, no repeats. No repeats. No repeats. Fall tour. No repeats. I'm not sure how many other bands can say that they've done an entire tour, albeit a short one with no repeats. But I think that's pretty awesome. But really, the topic for tonight is one that might not be controversial on the surface, but if you talk about it enough, which we are going to do. It is very controversial. Word. I have a strong opinion on this one. I do too. So tonight's topic is bringing newbies to shows. Should you or shouldn't you? And we're going to talk about that a little bit, a uh, little bit more in a minute. Um, we're also going to talk about the Met uh, because Miss Marianne got a ticket and went to the Met show. I did. Right? All I had to do was free some ICE detention prisoners and uh, they fucking let me right in. Um, but you did it, didn't you? I did. I mean, I did like three for good measure. Just, you know, I didn't, I didn't know how much competition I would have. So I figured I better free more than one. I actually, I, I, she's kidding folks. I mean, obviously she's joking because the real reason that Marianne got into the show at the Met is because come to find out she is a photo bomber. <laughs> For the I, record, I sent you the proof of you photo bombing me. I'm not saying I'm not a photo bomber, but I'm saying you are definitely a photo bomber. In fact, I went back through Facebook and I combed through the last 10 years of pictures <laughs> that I had and I found one where you photo bombed us. Which you just texted me while you're saying this. And that was Meriwether, I believe, 2013 or 14. Whenever it was, damn, I looked good. Yeah, um, seriously. But there you are, Marianne. What do you have to say for yourself? You're right. You are absolutely right. I forgot about that time I hid in the back of that fucking Ford pickup truck and just crashed the back of your photo. Yeah, you did. You did. And there's absolutely nothing photoshopped about that whatsoever. Would you agree? No, I look terrifying, honestly. <laughs> your eyes are so big. <laughs> Your eyes are so big. <laughs> <laughs> Whoever uh, shot this did actually a pretty good job. Uh, that was courtesy of Nikki. Thank you, Nikki. Okay. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> <laughs> well, you were there with us in spirit. But no, seriously, though, you got into the Met show. How was it? Tell, tell us everything. Yeah, it was really good. So I, I was having a very bad day at work, and I got so frustrated, and I stood up to go for a walk. It was around lunchtime. So I was like, I'm going for a long walk. I don't care how cold it is. I stand up. I'm waiting for the elevator to get out of the building. And I check my email and I have an email saying that, congratulations, you've gotten into, you've got a plus one to the Met. And I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> 
day of, you had to go early to pick up tickets and they gave you like a wristband. You kind of got random tickets. So uh, two of us got floor tickets and two of us got seats. I have never seen a venue so full before showtime. It was like 6.30 and you looked around and it was packed. What time was showtime? Eight? Uh, technically 7.30, but yeah, they went on around 8. And basically, they made very clear. They were like, we're locking the doors at 8 o'clock. The show is starting at 7.30. Get in early. So everybody was in early. And so the, the venue's beautiful. It's all decorated for the holidays. So that was gorgeous. You know, it's an old opera house. The sound's fucking amazing. It seemed like Trey was really enjoying the sound of it. What else was notable? We all got a free poster, which I immediately ripped. <laughs> oh, no. Well, that's what I heard. They gave you the posters, but nothing to in which to, to put them. Well, they gave us a plastic bag, and I was trying to roll it to put it in the bag. And I followed Carla's instructions to roll it lengthwise, uh, which was the wrong thing. <laughs> so that's there, how it ended I up. I roll lengthwise, and when you're gone, I roll regular in the sleeve. <laughs> there you go. And regular was the right decision. And I went, I went not regular. You went lengthwise. Yep. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So um, one cool thing that happened is uh, across from the Met, there is this, you know, kind of sketchy auto tags place. And someone, I don't know if it was, if someone did this kind of illicitly or if it was sanctioned by the venue, but they started a wait list early in the morning, basically like if there are empty seats, here's who's getting in. And by showtime, there were like 270-some people on the list. And they How does all, that happen? They How did all you... ended up getting in because enough people didn't show up to claim their tickets. Wow. Yeah, so all those people paid off. So it was nice because, I mean, in general, it seemed like Sirius was giving a lot of tickets to locals, which I very much appreciated. And I'm sure part of that is it's a Monday night show. Even if tickets are free, like, yeah, you'll get people to travel, but they were giving out tickets at like a week or two weeks notice. So you kind of needed some people to be local to make sure that you're filling the place. Um, mm -hmm. And then mm -hmm. they still had 200 some people not show up. So awesome. But, but it was the show itself was good. I mean, it's one thing to listen to it and the stream was terrible and, and yeah, everyone said the stream was fucking awful, but yeah, it it, was in person, really, how was it? It was so much fun. Hang on. I was just about to pull up the set list so I can remember. Uh, yeah, I mean, get they, David Steinberg on the phone. I know. <laughs> <laughs> the tin can that we all have attached by strings to David's house. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, exactly. I mean, they played like 90,000 tweezers, which, like, I don't care if it's a gimmick. You can play tweezer 90 times in a show. I will they dance. They did that actually. Actually, that picture where you photobombed us. That was, was at from, the Tweezer Fest show. That was the that? Tweezer Weaver. That was yeah. the Tweezer Weaver in shit. Was it? Merryweather? That was Merryweather, right? I think no, it was you know Merryweather. Oh, God, it all blends together, doesn't it? I don't know. Okay. I wasn't there. I wasn't there. Yeah, that's awesome, though. That's awesome. I'm glad yes. you got there. So many tweezers. Oh, 2001. That was probably the highlight for me. Um, it was a funky one. It was a really good one. Like, I literally, at one point, was like, if you were going to space, this is what it would actually sound like. Mm. Um, and I also have a thing with 2001 where... You know how certain songs or certain things just make you think, like just spark a visual in your head? Yes. So anytime I hear 2001 start, I picture everyone in the crowd wearing those like 1990s virtual reality headsets. 
<laughs> like those crazy goggle headsets. Those are still what they look like. They have not evolved that much. I know. I know. I know. They really, uh, that technology has not moved as, as far as we might have thought. Oh, 2001. Oh, 2001. It was really, right. really good. Okay. Um, and so, I mean, the Met show, I don't even think upon re-listen it would be anything mind-blowing, but it was just really fucking special. And it was super small, so there were no bathroom lines at all. Uh, which was delightful. But that's it, isn't it? I mean, this is always my argument. And I love, you know, I'm grateful that we are part of a community where people can listen to Fish and dissect the music note for note and jam for jam and type one, type two, type diabetes, whatever the fuck it is. They can really dissect it. And I love that. But for me, the experience of Fish has like 50% to do with the music and then 50% to do with every fucking thing else around me. Mm -hmm. Who you're with, what venue you're in, what happens before the show, what happens after the show. It all contributes to that one experience, which I just, that's, that's kind of what makes it for me. So I'm glad that you had a good show. I'm glad that you got there. I'm glad that you photobombed me back in 2013 because hands down, that is the only thing that got you in the door. Yeah, and thank you for sending that picture to the staff at SiriusXM. You're absolutely welcome. I appreciate You're absolutely welcome. Um, And I sent it in the form of a bomb threat, by the way. I was like, (laughs) I sent it with, it was an email that I sent, and the subject line was like. Oh, that seems real traceable. Yeah, no, it didn't. I sent it from the library. (laughs) I did use my own Gmail account, but I sent it from the library. (laughs) They'll never know it was me. (laughs) Um, Subterfuge. So So I was lucky enough to hit, and we won't spend too much time dwelling on this, but I was- The Providence shows. The Providence shows, man. It was awesome. Um, A friend of mine flew out from Seattle to go to the shows with us, which was awesome. She is actually the person who got me into fish back in 1957 when she and I were both very young. Um, and we've been seeing shows together for all that time ever since. So it's been a long time since I saw her. We went to the shows. We had a great time. It was it was awesome. It was awesome. And I, and I have to say, I know everybody says, this, well, there's nothing like sleeping in your own bed after a fish show. It's absolutely true. It's so fucking true. Three o'clock in the morning, uh, the night of a fish show, being in your own bed or just in your own pajamas or just shitting on your own toilet is a magnificent thing. Fucking great. Mm, it is it is and then you get to get up and do it again if it's a two-night run like that's fucking something special it is special so i hope it's not another you know nine ten years before uh fish comes back to providence oh here's something else i need to say this go on providence civic center aka the dunk credit where credit is due this was a great venue. Security was, was kind. You could move three, freely throughout the entire venue. If you That's had 200 awesome. level seats, you could move down to the 100 levels. Nobody was yelling at you to get out of the aisles. Nobody was yelling at you to, this isn't your section. You could move wherever you wanted to. It's a small enough venue that you feel like it's intimate, especially compared to like MSG. Security was good. Everybody was good. Everybody was kind. Uh, it didn't, you know, witness any anybody acting up. There was one guy who was kind of tweaking a little bit, and uh, the cops were working on getting him back into his wheelchair because he was flipping the fuck out. Yeesh. But besides that, it was awesome. So, round of applause for yeah. Providence for the people. Who I will clap the for that. Yeah, the Providence police uh, for security. 
um, anybody who uh, who had a hand in that. It was a really pleasant experience. And most importantly, the feedback that I got from people following the show was that those from out of town said, wow, this is a fantastic city. I've it's heard that bright, too. It's pretty. Yep. And it made me really, really proud to have a condo here. So uh, <laughs> once again, round of applause. Thank you. Uh, yes. Everybody who had a hand in, in making that such a good experience. Okay. And on the flip side, Nassau sucked. Sucked. Yeah, that is exactly what I heard. They, the last time I was at Nassau Jesus. was, um, I want to say the very, very early 2000s, whatever. Uh, it, it was early on there the last time that I was at Nassau, and I don't remember much about it, but I heard terrible fucking things. It was fucking awful. So we, security was fine. It just took, a, like, the lines were too long. The beer lines were too long. The bathroom lines were bonkers. There were you know, it, you're talking about like a 30,000 person venue. There were two women's bathrooms. It was terrible. Well, yeah, it was terrible. So then on top of that, I've never seen a venue do this. When you bought water, they would take the bottle of water and pour it into a giant plastic cup. What the fuck? First of all, that is so wasteful and it's, environmentally angry. And everyone was like, can, can I please just keep the bottle? Like, I realize you take the caps. We all know that people do, they do this by now. What in the hell? And that takes so much longer, like it, which is part of the reason the lines were so long. Because anytime someone yes. bought a bottle of water, you had to dump them into plastic cups. It was so stupid. Are they not bulldozing that place? I heard that they are. I heard Let's that's hope coming. They do, with yeah. everybody inside. <laughs> no, maybe that's a little far, but you know what I mean. I do. I do. All right. So tonight's topic. Well, did you want to talk a little bit about the Charleston thing first? Yes. Yes, I did. I did want to talk about the Charleston thing. Thank you for bringing that up. So this is actually something, and it's very rare uh, on Lot Justice that you will see either Marianne or myself get serious about really anything. The serious is not what we do. It's not why we're here. It's a fucking radio station. It's not us. Let's be honest. That's what serious is. But something happened the first night of Charleston, and I've actually just been sick about it ever since I read about it. We don't feel like we could live with ourselves without speaking to what happened at the Charleston show. Um, so to just kind of fill you in, and I don't want to get into the, the nitty gritty of it. I don't, I don't really want to spend too much time dwelling on what happened, but essentially there was a father and his 13 year old son um, on shakedown and the son is selling water out of the cooler and dad's selling beer out of the cooler and some t-shirts. And they do this really just to kind of get gas money. The husband and wife, their dad and mom are both fish fans. They have a couple kids. The son is 13 years old. His name is uh, Devin, and this is maybe his ninth or 10th fish show, which actually makes him more of a veteran than a lot of the 30-year-olds out there. But kind of out of the blue, they were starting to move their cooler, drag everything back to the car so that they could go into the show. And their father, uh, the father, Kevin, turns around, hears a commotion, realizes his son isn't directly behind him and realizes that there is a grown man on his son on the ground beating what the, the out of fuck him. yeah yeah um and so he pulled the guy off and proceeded to you know beat the guy realized his son was crying and injured got off the guy went to tend to his son and the assailant took off you know 
there are altercations like this that happen from time to time at fish shows and realistically they don't happen very often because fr quite frankly if they did we would not get the lenience that we get yeah if you think about any show that fish plays and if you've listened to the long may they run podcast you know uh, how much thought goes into security at fish shows you know that you know, fish and their team will, will go out to these different security organizations at these different venues prior to the show, talk to them about the fans, assure them that we are not a violent people and kind of advise on, on how best to deal with us. Obviously, this worked really well at the dunk. But this is something that you don't often see, this type of violence. Certainly, this type towards of violence. Towards a fucking kid. Towards a, a child is something that has honestly kept me up the, the last few nights. So I want to talk about this because I got off the phone with uh, Devin's father earlier today. I didn't want to talk about this unless I was able to get a firsthand account of what happened. There's been some trolls on Facebook and on Twitter claiming that this isn't legit. These people are just trying to get tickets or like, I, I don't know what the fuck, you know. Um, and I wanted to talk to him first, number one, to get permission to talk about this. Number two, to verify that it was legit. One of the first things that he asked me to convey is that, number one, there has been some motherfucker who set up a GoFundMe. I saw in this. the boy's name, and that is completely bunk. The family is not asking for money. They are not asking for anything other than information about the person who accosted their son. So if you see a GoFundMe for this family and the boy's name is Devin, the father's name is Kevin, which is kind of cute, uh, do not <laughs> give any money to that account whatsoever. That is illegitimate. It is not real. And the family doesn't want anything. So that's the first thing that, that he wanted me to say. And I think that speaks volumes to the situation if there was any Agreed. doubt as to whether yeah. or not this happened. I have a request for the listeners out there. And, and tonight's topic is bringing people to their first shows and it's going to get silly and ridiculous and we're going to bullshit a lot and it's going to be awesome. But as we talk about our first shows on this podcast, I want you to imagine your first fish show and think about your first fish show or a fish show that you saw when you were younger or a fish show that changed your life. And I want you to imagine that at that fish show, a giant stranger attacked you and knocked you down and repeatedly punched you in the face. Okay. And now I want you to imagine what that must have felt like and imagine that because of it, you never went to another fish show in your life. So really what I'm asking you to do is to imagine your life without fish and who you would be and where you would be and what you would be. I want you to think about what friends wouldn't be in your life and think about what experiences you would have missed out on and what songs never would have transformed you and what family you wouldn't have. Because the injustice here, as far as I can see, is not just that a kid was insulted. I mean, that in itself is reprehensible. But the injustice is that this kid is never going to want to go to a fish show again, right? So he's standing here at this crossroads. And to the left, is a life without Fitch where he never goes to another fish show and he never gets to experience the things, Marianne, that you and I, that have, that have built our lives. The reason that you and I are friends is because of fish, right? Mm -hmm. 
so many wonderful things, many wonderful parts of our life are because of fish. So if this kid takes a left and goes down that path, he's never going to have what we have and the experiences that we've had. But if he takes a right and he goes back to fish, right, he goes to another show, he'll get to experience that, the good thoughts, the good intentions, the family with a pH, you know, the love and light that these, you know, all of us, I say these fucking hippies, but all of us are so fond of talking about. If he takes a right, that's where that road is going to leave him. And that's not going to happen unless we do something to counterbalance the terrible fucking horrible traumatic thing that happened to this kid. So I'm going to do a call to action right now. And this is not something that I ever really planned on doing. And it's not something that I ever want to have to do again, quite frankly. As you guys know, our listeners, we are big fans of inaction. Our, you know, preference in life is to sit here and make unsolicited judgments and not do a fucking thing about it. But I think that right now we need to put in a call to action. So first and foremost, if you were at the Charleston show night one and you were on shakedown and you saw this assault take place, they're still looking for the guy who did this. So if you have any information at all about what happened, please, please email us at heylotjustice at (laughs) gmail.com. I had to get that in there. Or you can find us on Facebook or Twitter and you can DM us. But if you saw this happen, if you know what this guy looked like, he was wearing a tie-dye shirt. He ripped it off as he was running away like a coward. But if you have any information, please let us know. That's what this family is looking for. He ripped his shirt off as he was running away? Uh, he not ripped it off like Hulk Hogan, but like tore it off over his shirt, uh, all, you know, over his head. So he immediately he realized he did something really fucked up. Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. So, so that's that. So if you have any information, um, heylotjustice at gmail.com. I'm going to ask you to do one other thing, and this is important. In order for this kid, in order for Devin to ever go to another fish show, in order for him to be the family that we all claim that fish fans are, we need to show him that this is a terrible, awful, one-off experience and that that's not all that the scene is cracked up to be. So I'm going to ask you to do something that you might not normally do and certainly something I wouldn't normally ask. And I want you to take a minute out of your day and I want you to send a card or a note or words of encouragement or a sticker or not digitally, not via Twitter. I want you to actually write something down on a piece of paper, put a fucking stamp on it and put it in the mail. And maybe if this kid gets two notes of encouragement or 10 notes of encouragement or 20 notes of encouragement, throw him some stickers, throw him some stickers, man. A lot of you have like really cool. Yeah. Yeah. Throw him some stickers, send him an Uno card, do whatever. Tell him about your favorite fish experience. Tell him about your worst fish, fish experience and how you overcame it. Do something and put that shit in the mail and you can send it to the Hilton Garden Inn care of Jamie Teets, T-E-E-T-S, get your mind out of the gutter, (laughs) 8535 Lyra Drive, L-Y-R-A Drive, Columbus, Ohio, 43240. We're going to put this up on Facebook and on Twitter, so the information will be there, but this is what I'm asking you. We need to get him back from the precipice, because this is a huge injustice, and God damn it, if Black Justice isn't about anything, which it's not, it's not about anything, but <laughs> it should be. It's got to be about something and it's got to be about this. So anyway. Here, here. Well said all around. 
let's move it along then. We have some really good stuff to talk about tonight. In fact, what we're going to talk about is so amazing that it's going to end with a cliffhanger that will blow your mind. <laughs> what are we talking about, Marianne? Bring us in. We are talking about bringing people to their first shows. Yes, and why is that controversial? Uh, that's controversial because when it came up, I was like, fuck that. I am beyond the age where I want to be bringing someone to their first show and worrying about another human being. You know, I think there's a time in every Fish fan's life where they are super excited about the band. I mean, we're all super excited about the band, but they're super excited about the band and want to share it with everyone, right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yep. For me, we called those days college. And then <laughs> after that, I kind of was like, you know what? This is a special thing I do, and it I have a whole world around it, and I kind of like that whole world, and I'm very lucky that you know, I joined the Funky Bitches when I was younger, so I had this whole community of just badass women. So it was like, I don't want to bring anyone new to this. Um, hey, I have. have. I Can have brought. That's actually yeah. a great point, Marianne. Can we just pause for a, a quick second and give thanks to the Funky Bitches and the Jam Girls and Fish Chicks and any other women's fish-related organization out there that has brought us all together, uh, whether you are a member or not, all of those organizations really championed um, relationships uh, between women and among women. And as you know, fish shows are kind of a fucking sausage fest. So yeah. any organization out there that brings them together is a-okay by me. So I'd throw Mike Side Dyke Side in there too. Mike Side Dyke Side. What's up ladies? Yes, yeah. they are awesome. They are awesome. So word up to all of those guys. Um, yeah, Go on, Marianne. I didn't mean to interrupt you. No, I just, I mean, that's basically it, is I have brought people to their first shows at multiple stages. The most recent was this summer. But even this summer, you know, I had a great time. I don't think I, I'm going to be advocating to bring anybody to their first show again for a long time. So, yeah, I think it's, 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 it shouldn't be controversial, but I think I'm a bit of a Scrooge about it. Now here, now here's why I argue that it is controversial. And I, I wouldn't say controversial, but I would say debate worthy. So you have people who want to spread the love and spread the word and introduce everybody to the world of fish. Then you have people who enjoy fish privately and they aren't interested in sharing that with anybody outside of the fish world. It's their thing. It's very much, um, they're, they're kind of introverted about their love for fish. And then there's you and me, and there are people who used to want to share fish, then had a bad <laughs> experience bringing a newbie to a show, and never will again. Am I right? Yeah, absolutely. And if I remember yours correctly, we'll have to dig into that. <laughs> it was a doozy. It was it a was. doozy. Tell us about yours. Tell us about your bad fish newbie experience that made you say, you know what? I'm not going to do that anymore. I'm just going to enjoy these fish shows on my own terms by my lonesome. My, so first of all, my first fish show, I was not brought by anybody. I went with my best friend for her 16th birthday and it was both of our first fish shows. And we went with, so her parents were deadheads. We didn't sit with them. Her mom gave us a bunch of money 
when we get there, we go into the venue. We saw some crazy shit. Someone gave us free weed, like a, just like a handful of weed. We had a great time. Um, so I never experienced the someone like bringing me into the fold. This was something like we went to and we discovered. Mm-hmm. So then my second show was actually the first time we brought a newbie. Um, I went with the same friend and I went, I brought this guy that I worked with. So you were a newbie when you brought the newbie. Yes. But by that point I was like, I know so much about fish. (laughs) (laughs) So, so he drove, it was this guy that I worked with and like, we kind of had a fling, not anything serious ever, just like hooked up a few times. Um, I knew it. And so then, so he drove us, he was a few years older, he drives us, he got like mad that we didn't want to drink, because we were like, we're fine, and also 16, and I maybe had a drink, and then was like, I actually just really want to go into the concert, and we were late, like, we were walking in during the second song, so at this point, we were like, we just want to go inside, he's cranky about that because he's like I bought this alcohol and we were like we didn't ask you to buy alcohol so he's already hey grandpa (laughs) right he's already got some fucking expectations of like you like the parking lot's supposed to be crazy and it was like yeah we got here way too late so it was three hours ago exactly I'm sure it was great we missed it so he seemed to enjoy the show and then afterwards like we couldn't find the car and he's just getting angry and like snapping at us and like flipping out okay and we were like dude we didn't like lose the car. It's right. here somewhere and you're snapping at us like we lost the car. It's your car. You drove and parked. Technically, you should be the one who was paying the most attention to where we were. <laughs> I mean, we finally found it. It just was yeah, one like of those you're literally the one adult in the group. Right. <laughs> Sounds like a gem. That was my first experience bringing someone new to a show. And it was like, this is only my second show. And I can already tell that this maybe is just a thing that's special for me. And I don't want to share it with people. I would rather keep my church to myself than bring somebody to church and have them make a giant scene. Right. Um, uh, Yeah, I'm, I'm with you in that. In theory, I would love to introduce uh, everybody in the world to fish. On the other hand, you cannot do that. Are you going to share your story, Sadzi? I actually first, I'm going to I'm going to share my uh, my my first show story with you because yeah. your first show was Camden uh, ninety uh, Camden two thousand. Yeah. My first show was Camden ninety nine. Seriously? Seriously? I don't think I ever knew that. I don't think so either. We've never had this podcast before. Check us out. Oh, look at that. <laughs> a lot justice, deepening friendships. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, but it was, uh, let's see, I was with uh, my, my college boyfriend at the time was an abusive, physically abusive piece of shit. Oh, lovely. And yeah, yeah, this is a good story, right? It's off to a good start. But, and then my, my roommate uh, who lived with me in college, who just came out for the Providence shows, she and him drove up from Maryland. Maryland and I drove down from the north uh, to meet up with them, but this is back before anybody had cell phones. Right. So I, I, kids today will never understand the struggle of how you found your people at at one of these shows before you had a digital form of communication in your pocket to do it. So I got there and I got there separate from them. I got there just as the show was starting. They were already inside. I didn't find them until second set. By then, he was angry because this was somehow my fault. So him being there made it an overall uh, unpleasant experience. But 
what happened to me when I was by myself that made the experience amazing. And I think this is one of the reasons that I'm so upset about young Devin getting beaten up here is because I was alone at the show for the first half. I was alone at the show. I was alone in the, in the lots before I was alone during the first set. And I can't tell you how much the people around me took care of me. I don't know if I had a deer in the headlights look on my face or what, but I had people offering me weed. I had people offering me water. I had somebody chase me down two blocks and give me my wallet that I had dropped. Holy shit. And I have to honestly say, it was the first time in my life that I realized that people had goodness in them. And that's a dumb thing to say. I had a big chip on my shoulder um, and I still have a big chip on my shoulder, but I had a giant chip on my shoulder because I thought that I knew something that nobody else knew, which is that people are basically bad. And to be honest, I still believe that. <laughs> I still believe that people are basically bad in overwhelming numbers. But I found this community of people where people were basically not bad. People were basically good and they were kind. And they looked out for me without having any idea who I was. And they set an example for me in terms of the kind of person that I wanted to be. And I wanted to take the goodness that was showered on me that day. And I wanted to give that to somebody else. So then I spent like 10 years trying to do that before I realized that (laughs) you don't really want to do that. (laughs) You definitely want to be kind to somebody if they're at a fish show. You don't want to go out of your way to talk somebody who is not into fish into coming to a fish show because that shit backfires. Okay. So to, uh, you know, the other side of the coin here is that obviously most of us would not have gone to our first show without somebody bringing us to our first show, right? So that's kind of the double-edged sword here is that on one hand, you should be very cautious about bringing people to a fish show because they could ruin your entire night. Mm-hmm. On the other hand, a lot of us wouldn't be fish fans had somebody not brought us to our first show. So I work at a deli and over the summer, my immediate boss uh, let me know that he invited uh, his boss and his boss's boss to go to Alpine with us and they did so this is like really really high ups in the deli company that i work (laughs) for wound up going to the show and to their credit they were amazing they had never heard fish before they didn't that this year this is that's this year yeah oh my god so they got a great show too yeah i was incredibly incredibly taken aback when he told me that he had invited them and i was instantly like oh no i had all this ptsd from a very very bad experience that i had had bringing someone to their first show but he invited them so we went and to their credit for having no idea of what fish was or what the scene was like or what the music was like God bless them. They really hung in there. I don't think they'll be going to any additional fish shows, <laughs> but they were all in. And, and I, have to, I have to hand it to them. They immersed themselves in the culture. They were observant, but not necessarily outwardly judgmental. They didn't understand a lot of what was going on <laughs> from the music to the scene, but they were really, really good sports about it. So in that respect, that was a really, a, a really positive experience bringing somebody to their first show who, who had never been. However, um, 
I have had a, a really bad experience bringing someone to their first fish show. Yeah. Um, uh, it was a friend of mine. I had, I'd had a friend for about a year and she was not into fish, but was definitely into Michael Franti and some other, you know, kind of jammy scene bands. I wouldn't say jam bands, but you know, Keller, she liked Keller. Um, so I figured it wouldn't be a problem. And the mistake probably was that we went to Super Bowl together. It was kind of like a seven-day trip. We took our time driving up. You know, we did the three-day festival. And um, it was a long trip. And we had a large group of friends with us. I think we had basically like a tent city of like 10 different tents and probably 20 different friends from all over the place. And I don't think I realized how much... I hesitate to even call it social anxiety because it what it ultimately translated to was was psychosis. Right, it was I, like a I, breakdown, wasn't it? it? Yeah, it was a breakdown, and I honestly don't know if she was schizophrenic and I just didn't um, realize it in the time I had hung out with her, or if she smoked so much weed that she smoked herself into psychosis. And when I say she smoked so much weed, I will tell you. I have never seen somebody smoke this much weed. I have never seen somebody wake up and hit the bowl nonstop chain smoking through the entire, I've never ever seen that to that degree. But what wound up happening was there were, you know, audio hallucinations that started to take place. She thought everybody was talking about her. I assured her nobody even probably notices that she's here. She thought people were putting things in her drink. She thought we were going through her uh, suitcase. She thought we were reading her diary. Don't even get me started on why she had a diary. Um, <laughs> she thought people were putting, I don't know what it is on the bowl that she was smoking. Like it, it, it was, it was crazy. It was absolutely crazy. And it was one of the worst experiences I've ever had. I have some salvageable good memories from Super Bowl, but largely this was a shadow that was cast over the entire week. And yeah. I tend to be very, very sensitive to the moods of the people around me. And knowing that she was freaking out kind of made me freak out, which I'm not outwardly, but inwardly. Like, I'm not going to be okay if I know somebody in our group is not okay. Oh, Yeah. And so it just kind of, that, that's kind of what happened. And, and we never spoke again after it. But I'll tell you what, I got back to the house after that trip. And I thought, I am never, ever, ever again taking somebody who is not a fish fan or doesn't like fish to a fish show. This person <laughs> made me never want to go to a show with somebody who is not, you know, a seasoned professional ever again. So that's kind of my story. And that's how I, how I got to be the person that uh, I am now. <laughs> Dude, who brings a diary? Who has a diary? <laughs> well, we, we've been talking about bringing new people to shows. Mm -hmm. You recently brought someone new to the Providence run. That's the twist. That will blow your mind. Segway. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on to your asses because <laughs> shit is about to get crazy. Here's the thing, Marianne. I brought a newbie to their first show on uh, first night of providence i set a trap about two years ago in the backyard a little snare trap caught me a newbie for two years now i have been grooming him to get ready for this moment because okay. as we discussed you don't just bring anybody to a fish show you're asking for trouble if you do yeah but i've 
been working on this for literally for years. And I think on our next episode, we're going to talk about what the fuck happened. Yeah, I think that'll be um, a really nice touch because you did a little before and after interview, right? That's right. A little tickle before, a little tickle after. We'll see uh, what climaxed in the middle. That is disgusting. On the next episode of Lot Justice... We are about to indoctrinate you officially into the world of fish by bringing you to your first fish show ever. How do you feel about that? I am over the moon excited. Like yeah. I have waited for a very long time. Thanks to you, you got me all angst and, and riled up. I'm so excited. So yeah, this is a big deal.